Hi everyone, it's Dr. Christine Schaffner, and thank you for joining me on the Spectrum of Health podcast. Today, my guest is Kelly Kennedy, and we have so much fun talking about the lymphatic system, biological medicine, and her own personal journey of how she recovered her health and really how she transforms the lives of so many others today. Our topic is all about flow, the how the fascia, the lymph are all related to your overall wellness. So please enjoy the podcast. Welcome, Kelly. I am so excited to have this conversation with you today. Oh, me too. Thank you so much. Well, you know, as Synchronicity had it, we um, connected a few months ago and we found we had so much in common. And I met you through um, our mutual friend, Dr. Pampa, at his conference. And you have this wonderful lymphatic um, equipment that you're going to share with us. But um, we've really connected because we know a lot of leaders in bioregulatory medicine. And I know that is how you practice and how you guide patients and clients. And for those of us who are new to bioregulatory medicine, what, what does that actually mean? And what, um, what can we share today about what bioregulation is? Well, first of all, as Christine, Dr. Christine, I don't mean you any disrespect because I've respected you for many years from a distance because I feel like we're cousins that have been hanging out in the same family for a long time and didn't connect really until November. And it was beautiful. And bioregulatory medicine to me is essentially what's going on right now. It's the beauty of the milieu, of the environment inside. It's not about the germ outside. It's about my environment inside and the ability of that environment, the spaces between my cells, to be able to compensate for the internal and external stressors that our body's up against, right? Because that's all of life. Can we compensate for what's happening internally and externally? And if we can, then we have good regulation. And regulation is a sign that we sleep well, we poop well, we maybe get a little sick and we recover. That's proper regulation. Everybody's up in arms right now, obviously, in regards to the coronavirus. And I know we've spoken about it individually and as to our, to our colleagues as well as to our client base. And we're not nearly as concerned in this fear because we know we've lived right and we've done the right things for our health and our bodies to make it strong. We've eliminated the blockades to healing for us and our client base. So we're sitting back going, okay, this is the time that our medicine can shine. This is the time that people need to understand the European approach to this to science is understanding the pleomorphic concept of the body's ability to regulate or the inability to regulate is health because the only thing that heals in the body is the autonomic nervous system and its ability to go back and forth between the fight flight mode, which unfortunately is what so many people are in right now, right? With all the fearing, everybody's more stressed out and that's only allowing the virus to take hold easier versus those of us that are sitting back and going, this is the greatest couple weeks a month of my life because I get to spend more time with my family. I don't have to live that fast pace. I can relax, I can recover. And when I can relax and recover, I can digest my food, I can sleep, I can heal, and I can, again, recover for everything my body's up against. That's, regula- that's regulation, that's the ability to compensate for life. 
Love it. And that was so succinct. And it's really, you know, a completely different paradigm that we're, you know, talking about and trusting the body's ability to self-regulate and regulate and heal whatever stress is given, right? And so this is a very different idea than just traditional germ theory, theory where, of course, you know, we, we want to honor and respect that there are different certain pathogens that we need to support our bodies with. But again, if our body um, can compensate and regulate well, um, it can really withstand whatever stress um, comes its way and have a proper immune response rather than a catastrophic response. And so that's really, um, yeah, that, that's been my perspective um, as I went through naturopathic school and then, you know, working with Dr. Klinghardt, who obviously is a big believer in European biological medicine. And it's the stance we play. And I think there's a huge opportunity, as you said, to really um, empower people right now, because the world is a very, very scary place. If we think that we're just in this random, um, random process where any germ or any bug can get us at any time and destroy our lives. And it's a very, um, of course, fear and panicked place to come from. And what you said, Christina, is brilliant, because it's the trust you know, trust in the body. And I, I got forced into this world. I was pre-med at Cornell. I wanted to change the world through Western medicine. My father had cancer multiple times. I was totally on that path. Then I was in a car accident and I was told I was going to live in pain for the rest of my life and to manage my pain. And then my father had a couple strokes that same year and he died at 55. And I lifted my head up and I was like, Western medicine manages pain. They manage illness. They don't actually heal anything. And I have more faith that my body can heal through this. And I went to eight specialists in three states over the course of three years, pain specialists, orthopedic specialists, neurologists, and everybody had the same answer. Here's our prescription, manage your pain. And I kept saying the same thing to him. I have more faith in my body that it can heal itself. I didn't understand it. I just knew in my heart that there was something inside my body that God created an amazing machine that you're telling me I rolled over in a car, I compress a couple vertebrae, and now I'm going to be in pain for the rest of my life? I don't think so, Tim. Like, come on now. There's more in this body that can heal than just that. And it was structural. So through my course of the last 23 years I've been on this journey, I'm pain-free, drug-free for so many years I can't even remember. But through the process of this coronavirus over the last three weeks, I've been sitting back going, oh, thank God for my, my understanding of the human body and knowing that I have faith in my body, that even if I get the coronavirus, my body can handle it because I do the right things for my body. I eat well, I sleep well, I, I have joy in my life, I spend time outside, I eat good organic food, I eat live food, I don't eat a lot of cow dairy, if at all. You know, I do the things for my lymphatics, which is my drainage. I make sure if I have toxins come in that I can get the toxins out. And I'm sure, Dr. Christine, you would agree at this point in our life, that's kind of what we're up against, right? Can I get the toxins out faster than they're giving them to us? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think it's an important equation and one that I reflect on often. I think that, you know, whether you have a chronic health condition or in good health, um, you know, you still have to be mindful. Um, you know, we're all on the planet right now. We all have, you know, the same conditions that we're up against, um, you know, between our food supply and the environmental toxicants that we're all exposed to. So to really, you know, keep our bodies healthy, it's just the lifestyle that you're talking about and this lifestyle of detoxification and 
you know, before we, you know, go into more depth, I, I know many people might be, um, their ears might have perked with your personal journey and your story. And there might be people who are struggling out there who have been through exactly what you've been through. And so what are maybe some key takeaways from your journey that you found got you out of pain and got you into like this whole other trajectory than um, what conventional medicine um, really had you on? Well, this is funny because we haven't had this conversation, so you don't actually know how that struck a chord in me to make me almost cry when you asked me that question because I I really didn't understand it. That was what struck me. I had been to all these specialists, medical specialists, and I was in Ithaca, New York going to Cornell. So if you know anything about Ithaca, New York, it's kind of, it's very crunchy there still, kind of like the West Coast is. So I was in the 90s able to go to hypnotherapist and Reiki specialist and people that did massage and acupuncture all in Ithaca, New York, which was unheard of in that time in that area other than in Ithaca. And I went to everybody and I had somebody tell me at one point to eat frozen peas and raisins. And Christine, I was walking around campus eating frozen peas and raisins. I didn't care. <laughs> Whatever anybody told me, the Vicodin wasn't working. The Flexerol wasn't working. It was barely cutting the edge of the pain. And I had a 12 inch scar on my head. I had two compressions in my back and I lacerated my spleen and I was in ICU for quite a few days until I was finally left out. And then I was told to just manage my pain for the rest of my life. That was it. And eventually I'd have to get the herringbone surgery and have my vertebrae fused and I'd never be able to carry a child. And if you know anything about my personality, tell me not to do something. And now I really want to do it. Right. I didn't want to have a kid until somebody told me I couldn't have a kid, <laughs> that I couldn't physically carry it. And I was 39 years old when I had my son at home with no assistance from anybody but my, my midwife and my husband. No painkillers. That was the first time I was in pain in 20 years. And... um. But the point is that all those journeys, all those three years finding all these people, uh, nobody could help me. They just gave me one drug after another. And then I happened upon, um, I was in a sales job. I graduated college. I was frustrated with my degree in biology because I didn't want to use it. I didn't know how to use it. I knew I didn't want to be a doctor uh, from that perspective that I had at the time. And I started working in a sales company selling environmentally conscious products and was sucking at it because I wasn't very good at communicating. I've obviously solved that problem. Um, but I met this guy who did this emotional healing. It was this non-invasive emotional technique. And so I went to him and it helped me so much in my business that I went back in a few weeks time and said, do you do anything for pain? And he started to work on me and hand to God in 30 days, I was off of Vicodin and Fluxerol and I've never turned back and I've never been in pain since. And when I came back to his office, cause I couldn't understand it. I said to him, I don't understand. Like the throbbing, the aching, the stabbing pain is gone. How did you do it? He goes, energy. I go, huh? <laughs> he goes, energy. Cool. Huh? I go, no. What does that mean? Energy. What did you do? And he goes, that's the energy of the body. I, I helped your body heal the energy field of the body and it relieved the pain from your body. And honestly, Christine, a lot of those sessions were, it was a somatic therapy and it brought me back to my dad's death more than it brought me to the car accident as we were unwinding this. And I sat up and I said, Ian Kennedy, I don't understand anything you just said to me about energy healing my body. I'm a scientist. So I'm just going to hang out with you until I figure out what you mean. 
And then it was about eight or 10 years after that, we were introduced to the European model of medicine. And that's when I got the opportunity to learn from Dr. Thomas Rao and Dr. Dietrich Kinglehart and Dr. Byron Braid and Dr. Ottmeyer and all the docs in Europe. And I started to see and understand the science behind how I got better. And I was like a kid in a candy store, you know, showing me the dark field microscope and the contact regulation thermography and heart rate variability and all this quantitative assessment about the regulation of the body. And I started to understand the science of that and it changed my whole world. And I started to understand that I actually am in control of my health, which in all honesty is all I ever wanted because I grew up in a house with a father that had Hodgkin's disease. And I never knew if I was going to get cancer. And when, when I grew up, I'm 46. When I grew up, nobody could tell you if you were going to get cancer, if you, if it was a genetic component to Hodgkin's, they had no idea. They didn't know how I could prevent it. They didn't know if I was ever going to get it. And it felt like I lived in a house playing Russian roulette. I had no idea if the things I was doing was causing cancer or not. And then I got introduced to this European approach and they talked about cancer like it was water off a duck's back and it changed me. And I started to really understand the science behind what we do every day. And I know that that's given me and I'm sure yourself and Dr. Klinghardt and so many of our colleagues the opportunity to breathe through a time period like this because we understand the science of what's happening because it isn't about the germ. Well, I do respect that there are certain germs like this that are, we've got to give our bodies time because they've never been introduced to something like this before with a coronavirus to give it time to morph and change. But that is the beauty of the, uh, the nomic nervous system, of the innate intelligence, that it will continue to morph and change as the environment we live in needs it to for us to survive because we are a survival mechanism. We are a human being that's trying to survive. That's our physical being, but our heart is our soul, and that's what links us and what links us all together. And that's what I healed that day was my heart, because when that car accident happened, I had a trajectory for my life. I knew exactly what my life was going to turn out to be. And that accident happened, and it took everything away from me, I thought at the time. And now I look back and know that that car accident was the best thing that ever happened to me because it gave me my life. It gave me my passion. It gave me my faith in God in a way in my, in my body to understand that this is what heals is my heart. And yes, we unwind my body and we did physical work and we did inversion and chiropractic and acupuncture and all sorts of modalities to unwind from the fascia being tightened from the scar therapy, from doing all of that, you know, tonsil injections and liver neural therapies and all the different therapies we've done. So that now when I wake up and I'm 46 and I get my period every 26 days, I look back in my 20s and go, wow, what a disaster I was. I felt like a nine-year-old woman in my 20s. And if this coronavirus had happened when I was in my 20s, I was one of the immune compromised that would have gotten sick and probably would have died. I was not healthy, not even a little bit. And now I sit there and go, gosh, what am I going to get it so I can build the antibodies <laughs> so I can go out to the world? <laughs> Kelly, thank you so much for sharing your story. It is so inspirational. And I know that so many people are moved just hearing what you went through and how you're really a story of hope. And a big part of our conversation today, I really wanted to share, you know, I think where we really connect is our passion on uh, the fascia and the lymphatic system. And I think these systems are still so underappreciated in conventional medicine. Obviously, bioregulatory medicine has a conversation um, and a big part of bioregulatory 
bioregulatory medicine is looking at the matrix and the fascia and the lymphatics, but can you just give us a a 101 on what are we even talking about when we talk about fascia and the lymphatic system? Absolutely. So the, the fascia, if any of us have cooked a turkey and you lift up the skin, that little cellophane stuff under the skin is your fascia. And we have that underneath our skin as well. It's like your, your skin below your skin. It's very um, cellophane It's very thin. And it's around all of our organs, around all of our joints. And it kind of holds it all together, essentially. If they were to de-skin us at, at death, and we would just be a bag of fascia with a bunch of organs inside us if they also took out all of our blood, right? So you'd have the whole, there's a great visual of this actually on YouTube at some place. I've seen a great picture. Um, but the fascia is the bag. And inside the bag is where all the plasma, the lymphatics, the matrix, if you will. There's a lot of names for it. The extracellular matrix, the space around the cells, you know, because we're 10% cells and we're 90% stuff that the cells are living in. And that stuff is that extracellular matrix. And that's where the lymphatics are. And the lymph is a, it's the waste dump of the body. It's how we change our oil in the body. And they, 80% of our lymphatic, of our toxic load rather is released through our lymphatics. They used to think it was the venal system. And about, oh gosh, it's about eight to 10 years now, the Starling Principle, they had to correct that in Western medicine and say, gosh, we were wrong. It's not the veins that get rid of the toxins. It's the lymphatics. And, you know, we both do CRT, I'm positive of, and the contact regulation thermography. That's what got me so interested in the lymph, in all honesty, because as I was doing these quantitative assessments, when I was taught it, there were certain things I memorized. And it was like, oh, if all the therapy... You know, if all the, um, this one particular point on your neck is warm on the second reading, you start all therapy in the head. If this particular point in your neck is warm on the second reading, you start all therapy in the body. And I thought that was super interesting. And I just went ahead and started therapies in the body or the head based upon this. And then years later, when I was struggling with people's lymphatics on that test going, well, everything's improving, but their lymph, like I'm having them dry brush. I'm having them do this. I'm having them take the, the iteries ointments and they're, they're hanging upside down and they're doing everything they possibly can, but there's no real change in their lymphatics. I go to take the class and I'm taught that these two points we were taught in the CRT that predict where you start therapy in the body, regardless of what's going on, regardless of the symptoms, regardless of everything else, you start therapy based upon these two lymphatic points. And it's where the lymph drains into the cardiovascular system. One drains the head, the right side of the head, the right arm, the right thorax. The other one drains the whole left side of the um, the left side of the thorax and the arm and the whole rest of the body drains out through the left Um, side of the neck, and they all dump into the cardiovascular system. And then the cardiovascular system filters that out. We pee it out. We poop it out. We sweat it out. We breathe it out. And if you're still of the age and you're a female, you'll bleed it out. And that's how we get our toxins out. And it's a beautifully, it's a beautiful system. Unfortunately, the lymph gets really clogged from multiple things. Sedentary lifestyle makes your fascia tight. If your fascia is tight, the suit that your lymph is living in is smaller and the lymph can't move as well. It needs to flow. And I know we both love that word so much for so many reasons. <laughs> your new flow cream is amazing um, in helping us create macrophages. But flow for me stands for fascia, lymph, 
overall wellness. And if, you, if your lymph moves and you keep your fascia open, and that's what scar therapy is all about. So there's, you know, I think about the fascia as like your nylons, right? A lot of us women, not anymore because we're wise. We don't wear those darn nylons. But if you still have to wear those nylons and you get a run in your nylon, what do you do? You try to separate it out to make it all look smooth again. That's, that's what scar therapy is. It's a snag in your nylons and you can smooth it out by doing RT, TRT. You know, I prefer scar neural therapy, to be honest with you. I think that's the only way to really heal a scar permanently. Um, and you open that up and you get that fascia release. When my scar had been done the first time, I have a 12 inch scar on my head. I got up the next morning and I looked like Humpty Dumpty, like the whole left side of my head or the whole right side of my body had dropped a foot. And I was like, what the heck's going on, man? And, and my friend, Dr. Byron Braid was like, oh, Kelly, <laughs> yes, we need to do some osteopathic adjustments <laughs> because your fascia is released and now we can get all this stuff in here to move and to essentially flow. And so as we open up the lymphatics and you get that toxins out, but what, what clogs the lymph? Cow dairy thickens the lymph. I mean, I was raised in upstate New York on cow dairy farms. I had some thick lymph. You know, it just thickens the lymph. Um, there's other things like chemicals and metals. Well, I stopped using chemical deodorants and chemicals on my body and metals in my body. I started to detoxify metals, right? We, we get the silver fillings properly through a, non, through a good biological dentist. We get the dental fillings properly remediated. We handle any cavitations in our bodies. And then our body can drain that out because it's not just that I'm going to open up the cavitation, I got to make sure that whatever's in that cavitation can come out through my lymphatics. So oftentimes before we send somebody to the dentist, we're making sure their lymphatics work well, because if you go and sit in that chair and get all that silver pulled out of your teeth and your tonsils aren't working, they're the gatekeepers to your lymph. And I'm honored because my tonsils were first injected by Dr. Dietrich Klinghart at a seminar. It was it was a life changer for me when he injected my tonsils. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the gatekeeper to the lymphatics rather than the toilet of the brain. I think that's a, um, a, <laughs> a better way to um, talk about them. But um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I honestly, in all of my patients that come and see me, I see that, um, you know, we use autonomic response testing to help evaluate you know, where their body is stuck and where we can create more flow essentially in their body. And it's amazing. I would say nine out of 10 patients have what we call a tonsil interference field or a congested lymphatic system. And so it's a key part of really getting the lymphatic uh, system uh, draining and moving. And um, no, I, I think this is just such great information because I, I see, um, people really start to get better and their systems start to move when we address the lymphatics. And um, I, you know, just to paint the picture too, with the lymph system, I think many people might have heard of it, but think of um, like these, like in order, if you have a congested lymph system, you have edema or, you know, swelling and, and you don't have to be in that extreme presentation to still have congested lymph. Um, so I just want people to understand this is, you know, we're really talking to everyone um, and maintaining their health. Oh, thank you for bringing it up because I want to talk about pits versus puffs. <laughs> we all have armpits, but many of us, if we look under our arms, we have arm puffs. 
And this is a great sign of lymphatic stagnancy. Also, if your gut doesn't move, if you don't, if your bowels don't move, if you have headaches, if you have fatigue, these are all signs that your lymph is stagnant. Because when you start to move your lymph, oftentimes you can feel a little bit like you have the flu because it's what's in your lymph that's moving. It's the congestion in your lymph. It's the pathogens. It's the metals. It's the chemicals. And if they don't start to move, that that thick or that fluid that should be like water and flow through the body thickens. And now it's like jelly that's moving through the body. Well, how's jelly move through the body? Slow and sluggish. So how does that make you feel? Slow and sluggish. And, and that's going right from my bowels to, I can't sleep because I've got all this stuff going on in my body. So as we start to mobilize the lymphatics, the people go, oh, wow, I sleep better. I poop better. Typically after the first two to three sessions, because the first two to three sessions, people feel a little flu-like or a little fatigued or a little headachey. That's okay. That's the top. That's the crap coming out. As we like to say, that's the toilet flushing. Uh, but for me, the, the body's like a an hourglass, the top of the hourglass is the head, the bottom of the hourglass is the body, and the middle is the tonsils. And if those, if that, if you want the head to drain, and we all want the head to drain, right? Because the head contains the brain and the brain stem and the beginning of the autonomic nervous system, it's controlling everything. And if that doesn't work well, then it makes it much harder for the liver, the kidneys, the hearts, all the other organs to work well, right? Because if the captain, the team isn't working, the underlings aren't going to work very well. So if the bottom of the hourglass, th this is a specific hourglass. It's not one you flip. It's one you fill and it, and it um, empties out. The top of the hourglass, you fill with sand. That sand is good organic food and good pure water, good fresh air. The bottom is peeing, pooping, sweating, and bleeding. So the sand has to come out of the bottom. If they don't pee, if they don't poop, if they don't bleed appropriately, how many of your clients and, and ours go, oh, I don't bleed appropriately. Either I don't get my period anymore or it's too heavy or I've gotten on the pill because I don't want to get my period because it's so heavy. Any dysmenorrhea is a sign of illness and it's a sign that the lymph is stagnant. And I tell everybody, as we start to move your lymph, two things are going to happen. Your period's going to change for the next three to four months and you're going to become more fertile. Because as you get healthier, you become more fertile. And, and the majority of your lymph is in your gut and in that lower abdomen. And not a majority of it, a lot of it. There's a lot in your neck as well. I mean, we have lymph in every joint in our body. Deep lymph. You have superficial lymph. You have deep lymph. And so a lot of people, when they look at lymphedema, are looking more at the superficial lymph, not at the deep lymph nodes. And we have lymph in our guts as well. This is a huge part of our immune system. I mean, I know we could talk about this for five days and probably in all honesty, Christine, about the lymph. But going back to the analogy quickly in regards to the hourglass, if the food is going in and nothing is coming out of the bottom, well, nothing's going to come out of the head. But if it's peeing and pooping and sweating, that's great. Everything's draining out. But if the tonsils still don't work, nothing's coming out of the head. So you need all the drainage of the body to work, the peeing, the pooping, the sweating, the bleeding. Then you need the tonsils to work. And then and only then will the head drain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I've come to the same conclusions in my practice. And I think this is just such valuable information. And um, you've given us a lot of feedback about, you know, okay, what to fill the hourglass with. I love this analogy. But how do you in your um, clinic, how do you really work with patients to get their lymph draining when their their bodies are overwhelmed by environmental toxicants and pathogens? What are some tools and techniques um, that you'd like to share with? 
Thank you. So we, we have a variety of techniques because we see clients from everywhere to you can't touch me to, you know, go ahead and go fast and hard, right? Just like your client base. So we do everything for I from vibration platform to start to get the lymph to mobilize to inversion tables to um, foot baths. And then primarily we use manual technique called flow, fascia lymph overall wellness. It's a trademark technique that myself and my friend Desiree have created in New Zealand, which is using the physical body during a, a body centered therapy to open up the fascia and the lymph. But then there's a technology that we have um, I've been involved in the creation of really my friend Desiree Despong. She's a lymphologist of 30 years from New Zealand. She's the actual specialist. I call myself the lymph, um, the lymph queen. She's the lymph goddess. <laughs> she is. I knew nothing about lymph really until I met Desiree Despong. And she created a flow prezo unit. We, we have we've used other technology. We've used ArcStar. We've used ST8. We've used a lot of the technology out there and they all have certain limitations. What we realized more than anything is that most people need to relax and recover mm -hmm. so that when they're in the parasympathetic mode, their bodies will move their lymph. But most people don't get in that mode very often. And the lymph doesn't have its own pumping mechanism like our heart. So the lymph has to be moved. Sedentary lifestyle creates lymph stagnancy. So what this does, it's a suit. And uh, we can give you some information about how to find information about it. But you put essentially wrap up. I, I say I wrap you up like the gift you are because everybody is a gift. And you wrap up your feet, your legs, your abdomen, and your arms. There's a piece that also stimulates um, your shoulders. And there's some pulse electromagnetic field technology put into it as well to help release some emotional pieces. And what this sequencing of hugs throughout your body does as it also warms your body internally because there's an infrared component to it is that it puts you in this lovely napping relaxation mode and allows your lymph to do its job and to drain. And most people get off the table and feel, first of all, like they shouldn't drive for about a half hour because they feel so relaxed. They feel a little like not conscious, which is a beautiful place to be. And most of them have an amazing bowel movement within the first couple hours after getting off of it. And, and it allows the body to start to mobilize this, uh, lymphatics. And we, there's a, there's some knockoffs, you know, like there is in everything else, but I will say this, that the technology that we've created, that we've just launched here in America, it literally just came out the, the, the launch about three weeks ago. And the prototype that three of us had been using across the globe was amazing, we were amazed at the difference on the heart rate variabilities and the amount of parasympathetics and the recovery that people were getting with one session. And then she upped the ante on us because we used it for a year and we found all these things that she could change and she did. And now the HRV before and after is so silly, ridiculous. You're like, that's just crazy that you can get that kind of a shift in the tissue, in the parasympathetics in one session. And when that person gets up and goes, I don't want to get up. That's, that's the best. That's the best. Mm -hmm. No, this is just so amazing. And, you know, I hope people of course understand you're speaking such a, from a, such a depth of experience, right? So to be excited 
um, about what you've found is it's almost like, you know, it's, it's such a gift, right? Because you've I know you've done so much great work leading up to this. And I'm always saying to my community, I'm always trying to search for the most elegant path to healing, meaning like, how do we make this easier? How do we shorten the time that people get a shift in their body, right? And so it's so exciting when you um, layer and pair these technologies and this experience into really a a beautiful treatment um, to see people shift that day. You know, I mean, I think when we treat chronic illness, that's what we all want to see those shifts happening more quickly um of course in the extent that the body can hold it but it's it's so exciting and i'm I'm just so happy that you have this um, partnership and this um creativity that you're able to bring to the world it's it's so exciting kelly well thank you so much and and it's funny because we're back at the beginning of i had wanted to really understand the science between how he made how he helped my body heal itself that day because i had done a lot of other work prior to him. And then once I met him, I started taking all the supplements and I started doing all the drainage and the detox. And I took handfuls of stuff for years and years and years. And I was always working in the physical world, trying to make my body better, competing with him a little bit. Oh, I eat better than you. I exercise more than you. I do more yoga. I do more meditation. Look, my CRT. Oh, still not as good as yours. Look, my HRV. Oh, it's still not as good as yours. And two years ago, that finally shifted. And my husband is 16 years chronologically older than me. So my CRTs and HRV should be better than his. But until two years ago, that didn't switch around. And what changed that was when I was introduced to a piece of technology out of Austria called Sound of Soul. And it opened my heart in a way that made me aware that all the search I had done for 20 years of finding the logistical, tangible, what do I need to do to change my physical body? The answer was always right there in my heart, which is what my husband taught me when I first met him before he was my husband. The healing comes from the heart. And Christine, I think that's why you and I have met because we both know that. And that when you can do all the right things, but if you haven't healed the emotional piece, if you haven't healed the heart, and the soul, it doesn't matter how much artemisinin you take. It doesn't matter how much biocidin you take. And for those that are walking the planet with silver fillings in their mouth and root canals and cavitations, happy and joyful and blissful and have no disease and illness in their body because of their joy and bliss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's such an important message now more than ever, right? Because as we're recording this, we're in the throes of you know, what we've already talked about of a completely panicked and feared world. And so it's going to be these tools and these messages that really create the healing that we need right now. And I'm a big believer in that. And, you know, the the thing that intrigues me so much um, about what you've shared with the sound of the soul is um, in that equipment is that you know, and all, I mean, I, I see all modalities have a place um, for one person, right? So what works for one person may not work for another, but I, I, we have this wonderful wide array of tools that works for people. But what, what you've shared with me and what I hear through your experience, it's like, this is a very, um, um, it's a very visceral experience and there's, we don't need words to heal what needs to be healed, which I think, of course, there's a place for talk therapy and EMDR and, you know, all of these other counseling modalities. I'm not saying that, but the, the real shifts happen in this like deep somatic energetic level that really kind of transcends kind of all parts of ourselves. And, and they, those are the shifts that happen. And I know that they happen 
quickly and swiftly and what feels instantaneous. And that's where, um, yeah, that's where the magic is, right? And, and what we want for people. It really is. And what Rasmus Galbergenhausen, who really designed and created Sound the Soul, figured out was, you know, Master Emoto's work, right? He's the water crystal guy. He's the one that figured out if we talk to water crystals, they and we say beautiful words and we pray, they will create beautiful water crystals. And we're 90% water, 70% water, somewhere in that vicinity, right? So if we talk beautiful things to ourselves and we trust and faith and have love, then beauty is going to be the output. What you put in is what you get out concept. Well, what Rasmus figured out is not everybody could create beautiful water crystals with their minds. However, when he hooked their heart rate variability, when he hooked, hooked their heartbeat up to the water crystals and let the water crystals respond to the frequency of the heart, everybody made a beautiful water crystal. And he was like, oh, the answer's through the heart. And that is the answer because through all of this, I was raised in a home that was told about heaven and earth and um, hell, right? And so I never understood growing up why everybody was so sad when everybody died if the whole point was to go back to heaven and go to be with the source to begin with. What's the point? What's the worry? And I think so, I feel, I don't think a lot anymore, I feel so much of what's going on on our planet right now. And I know you and I have said it even though I don't know this specifically, I can almost guarantee that you've said that the world needs to change, that people need to wake up, that everybody's chronically ill. <laughs> like I know I've taken initial in intakes and they go, oh yeah, I'm really healthy except for the three cancer diagnosis, the Lyme disease and the, and you're like, well, you're not healthy. You, you can't deal with all of those symptoms and feel healthy every day. Right. So the world needed to wake up anyway. And this is a great way to wake us up, I guess. The virus had to wake us up to learn how to be. And the first thing Ian said to me when I started to work for him, now I was his client for three years. And then I started to work for him and his wife. And about two weeks into it, they're like, So we're going to send you to the monastery for a week. And I was like, Huh? <laughs> and they realized I wasn't well. I was pain free, but I wasn't really healed because I was moving all the time. And they made me go and sit by myself for a weekend and all my pain came back and they made me aware that my heart wasn't healed because I wasn't quiet. And so I spent the next 20 years being quiet with myself, trying to figure that out. And it wasn't until sound of the soul, all the somatic work I had done, Christine, I love, you know, I've done constellation therapy. I've done EMDR. I've done it all. And it was all very, very helpful in the conscious mind. But when the sound of soul, when I, hooked myself up to that. And I felt exactly what you said. It was visceral. I felt my heartbeat reach me through music, through harp, converted my, my heartbeat into harp, converted my heartbeat into rain, converted my heartbeat into piccolo or drums. Every time I do it, I'm blown away at how it makes me physically feel in my body. I've never felt so much love, so much kindness, so much connection, so much joy in my entire life than when I listen to my sound of soul. And now I live there. 
and my son listens to his or mine all the time. We listen to it every night when he goes to bed because it helps make him settled and relaxed. And it helps me heal. It helps everybody heal because when I listen, who you know, because it's my customized sound and I'm completely resonant with my own sound. And when I'm resonant, my vibration increases. And when my vibration increases, I'm at a higher level of vibration. And the highest level of vibration is at a thousand, which you're in nirvana and you're in, you're in, right? And I know we just talked about 14,000 sciences for people, but I, your, your average client that's listening to you is a little more savvy than the average. I know that because they listen to you and I'm thinking they can probably follow along with that. But if not, I'm happy to field questions about that as we move forward. But for me, if we can help, particularly with what's going on right now, if we, but before the coronavirus, let's just say that even before the coronavirus, my friend um, Desiree and I and Christine, when I met you, I brought you into this world as well and said, we're, we have to heal people's hearts. We got to get them to relax and we got to help them open their hearts. And when we can do that, they will need less dependence upon supplements and everything else to make their bodies better because they will heal from the inside out. This is such a, you know, timely conversation and, you know, you and I are so aligned and, you know, just to share kind of putting this all into context, a lot of, you know, the work that I've been studying and through, I did that body electric summit. And of course, working with Dr. Klinghardt and my work, I've always been very drawn to biophysics and trying to understand that nature to ourselves. And what you've shared is, you know, in me dumbing it down, um, what I find is that we all came to the planet with our own signature frequency. And that frequency becomes um, misaligned or unbalanced because life, right? And so what a beautiful medicine to remind us of our own signature frequency and get back into resonance with it. I think that's such a different way of looking at health and being on the planet. And I, I just love that vision. If we can just remind ourselves and, you know, give our bodies that feedback and, you know, like the tuning fork, um, getting our own unique frequency resonant with our, um, yeah, just our signature frequency we came to the planet with. I mean, what better medicine is there than that, right? So I, I think it's just so beautiful. And I can't wait to, you know, collaborate more and share more of this, um, you know, with our community and our patients. And um, Kelly, you've shared so much today. And I know that we could be speaking all day. And we I know we will continue to have many conversations. But is there anything you want to share with um, our community before um, wrapping up? Is there anything else on your heart or on your mind that you want to share with people? Just two things. One is um, on my Facebook Live, I do Facebook Lives every Wednesday. And about six or eight months ago, I did one about how to dry brush because I think most people completely dry brush the wrong way because they all don't really understand how the lymphatics work. And there is a lot to be learned about the lymphatics. And we have classes that Desiree and I are designing to help people learn more about the concept of flow and how to work with the lymphatics. But please watch my, I'll actually repost it on my Facebook when we repost this podcast so that we, so they can be linked because people need to learn how to dry brush properly number one. And then go to our website. We have two websites, thetruewellnesscenter.com, which is our clinic website. And it describes all the different techniques and therapies that we've talked about today. Uh, so that's thetruewellnesscenter.com. And we're in Pennsylvania. And then notmeds.com. So notmeds has been a creation of mine for quite a few years. And notmeds is finally being released with the launch of Sound of Soul and Flow Prezzo. 
Um, Not Meds was a vision that came to me, and it stands for Naturally Oriented Therapist, Medically Enlightened Doctors and Specialists. You're so creative. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Well, Not Meds came to me. I said it to my husband, and he literally had that come out of his mouth. That's how we work. And Not Meds is really about that. It's about informing people that a, you don't, I'm not a doctor. You don't have to be a doctor to know how your body works. We are very happy. There are great, brilliant naturopaths and medical doctors like you and Dr. Klinghart and so many others that we can depend upon your knowledge. But we don't have to be a doctor to understand how the body works and can be very enlightened because there are many parts of the body, not just the physical body. You have the emotional body as well. And that's a huge piece of this, 90% of us. And so focusing on looking at other areas to heal your body rather than just in the physical realm is where I would like people to start to focus, which is absolutely comical when I actually say it out loud at times, because that's exactly the opposite of how my journey started (laughs) (laughs) and how that's just a, a little twist of the universe telling me, keeping me laughing about it all, because you can't take any of this so seriously and you need to enjoy it and have some fun. Oh, a little bit of a cosmic joke yeah. <laughs> that the virus got us all to stay home and be with each other and be with ourselves and face ourselves. That's really quite funny. Yes. Yes. I think that is, I mean, the silver lining, right? I keep on trying to reflect in my life and in my community, what is the silver lining of all of this? And I think that absolutely is something we're all being forced to encounter, right? And we can Uh, resist it, hide from it, try to run from it, or just really come in this place of acceptance and really exploration, right? And I think it's, um, yeah, we have to look at the gifts, right? Yep, absolutely. And and we're going to be doing podcasts about Sound of Soul that will be starting next week. So we're going to have a lot of information for folks on not meds where they can access it. There's already some information up there if they want to access it. Um, But as the podcast starts to come out, it's going to be all about me interviewing other docs, and enlightened specialist about the concepts of how to use the biology that we've been given to actually help our bodies heal, because that's all we need. Yeah, and we'll link all of um, this information in the show notes, Kelly. And I, I, um, I'm just so grateful to know you and to have this conversation. Oh, and, and I know that we're going to be having many more conversations, you know, down the road. So thank you so much for sharing this information with my community today. Oh, thank you, Christine. And for all that you do for all of us out there, you know, I said at the beginning before we got on the podcast, and I just want to let everybody know that I really give the Sophia Institute a huge round of applause because they have kept the information flowing (laughs) and they have kept it clear and concise and completely quickly. And I think Dr. Dietrich Klinghart and you, um, Christine, were one of the first two people that actually came out and educated people about what they can do to safeguard themselves. And we really appreciate all the education that you give us every single week and all the things that you do for all of us. So thank you. Mm, thank you, Kelly. I'm, I'm grateful for our amazing team. And I really, really appreciate that. And we're all in this together. So thank you. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast today with Kelly Kennedy. Please check out her website, thetruewellnesscenter.com. And I hope everyone is doing well and hanging in there and have a beautiful day.